Hello and welcome to another episode of the Arsaholics. As always, thank you so much for tuning in. If you're watching on YouTube, we'd really appreciate you hitting the thumbs up button as it helps support the channel. And please subscribe if you haven't already and share us with any other Arsenal fans or football fans that you think would enjoy listening to us. So boys, how's it going? Are you well? Busy day. Busy day. Um, it's a little way. Yeah, better. I'm, I'm, I feel better as of 9, 9 p.m. on a Tuesday than I did at 9 a.m. on Tuesday, put it that way. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, we are recording on a Tuesday night and there's obviously been a lot going on um, besides us talking about our game coming up in a couple of days against Everton, um, obviously with the Super League news that's been uh, broke on Sunday and has it's been an absolutely mental kind of crazy, what, 48 hours, I guess. Um, yeah, constantly changing situation, really. There's news that's coming out every few minutes that we're all, you know, getting real shocked by, really. And um, I guess in terms of what's currently happening, where, where we are currently, what's happened in the last few hours, it looks like it's uh, Man City and Chelsea now have dropped out or are looking at dropping out of the Super League or proposed Super League along with, I think it was Barcelona and Atletico Madrid, but I don't know if that was confirmed. Um, Ed Woodward has resigned or is going to be resigning from his position at United. And there was talk of Andrea Agnelli as well at Juventus, but I think I saw a tweet that maybe that isn't the case. Um, so I don't know if that's that's been confirmed. And I saw that the 12 teams, the 12 confirmed, or the 12 teams that signed up for the Super League are meeting at 10.30 p.m. tonight, UK time. So basically once Chelsea finish their game to discuss sort of next steps and next options. I don't know if you guys saw that as well, but uh, apparently that's that's happening as well. And there's probably more stuff that's going to happen and news yeah, is going to so come out as... Oh, go on, Aaron, and breaking news. Yeah, the other big one, Mize, is that just, just before we went on air, went on yeah. air, that sounds really professional. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jordan Henderson has basically said that the Liverpool players don't like it and they don't want it to happen and it's their collective position. Um, so yeah, that sounds like all, at least from a player's point of view, all of the Liverpool players are completely against it. Good, good. So where do, where do we start? <laughs> I'm so, con- I'm still so confused. Like it's still so <coughs> much to take in and, mm. you know, we, we plan to record this episode, right? Because we wanted to react on, the ESL, we all had sl- slightly different views on some things. I think, you know, we collectively all seem to be against it, but we, we, and it's just thrown for six, right? Because, right, you know, I don't know, in two hours' time, will it be a complete non starter? I mean, how many teams are going to resign, you know, pull out in during the next hour or whatever? How many chairmen are going to resign? How many, you know, I, I don't know. Um, I think the one thing that's really confused me just over the last hour is that, um, like, I'm convinced and, and I'm, I'm sure this is still the case that you know, these clubs, when they all made these massive statements, you can imagine before they made these statements, they would have said to one another, listen, like if one of us makes a statement and someone else pulls out, like that's going to make us look terrible. So I'm sure they contractually agreed something, which was that if you pull out, there's a massive financial kind of implication, like a massive fine, because they had to give each other the confidence 
to actually go out and make public statements. So the bit that I am confused about genuinely, if it seems like now that, you know, Chelsea and Man City are withdrawing, are they withdrawing? And is there some kind of massive penalty? If not, then what the hell were these guys thinking? Like, if there is no, if there was no real obligation for any of these clubs to, to stick to this agreement, what were they thinking? Like, that's just suicide. What were they thinking pulling out or what they were thinking signing up in the what first were they place? Thinking, what were they thinking signing up and making public statements if there was always the danger that someone could pull out? I think Perez came out, I think, yesterday or earlier today, and he did say that we've all signed contractual agreements, which then back, yeah, completely makes sense to make sure that no one, you know, backs out sort of halfway through or yeah, and then 48 he, hours later. Even, at, even around 3, 4 p.m., <clears> everyone's <throat> favourite um, CEO, even Gazidis, was out um, plugging it hard. He was like, we think it's going to be like the next best thing in football. It's going to save the football pyramid. Um, and then like three, four hours later, it sounds like it's dead. And Raj, I, I don't, like, I'm sure there will be some legal penalties, but I also don't think any football club like goes into something like this without a way out if they need it. Like there's going to be some clause that says, <laughs> 28 okay, days, like, 28 yeah. days to uh, pull out. Yeah. <laughs> Money back guaranteed. Money back guaranteed, yeah. <laughs> but because um, this is big now, because know, man, by, yeah. by them pulling out, it makes the rest of them look like idiots now. Yeah, or, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like big slap in the face to Perez and all the other owners who haven't yeah. pulled out. Because it now looks like Chelsea and City, even though they're all villains in here, it looks like they're the ones leading the way from the, from, away from the craziness at the moment. Well, it's interesting because what they were saying yesterday was that City and Chelsea were the last ones to sign up for this. And they seemed to indicate that there was all this stuff that had already happened. And Chelsea and City were basically almost tapped on the shoulder and told, hey, this is happening. Do you want to get involved? Mm. And it sounded like it was a very last minute thing. I can't believe that to be true, practically. I can. I, can't, I can really? because okay. I can see, because I think this is all driven by the American owners. So with uh, Kronke, with Glazier, with uh, was it the um, Liverpool owners as well? I can imagine for them this this whole investment has been business from day one. They've all, most of them are funded by debt. Is all whereas for Chelsea, for Abramovich, it was just like a what say a play thing. But for him, like you can see, he wanted to win trophies, and the fact they you know he's sacking managers after they don't do well is bad from that point of view. But then you can see he's ambitious. He wants to win trophies. And same with Sheikh Mansour as well. He, For him, he just wants his pumping money into the club. He doesn't care about the business element of it. For him, it is just, I want to win trophies. Whereas for the mm. American owners, the whole thing is a business. So I can imagine them leading the way, creating this thing and say, oh, guys, look, we created this Super League. Why do you want to come and join? And then obviously the other two are like, oh, yeah, okay, this is mm. something fun, something... I don't do think. That, do you think they, they thought? Even if they're they, giving a hundred million pound, if they are giving like a fine for breaking contract, I don't think they care. Do you, do you think the other two actually joined up like that, or do you think it was a case of well, pretty much everyone else is joining, we better do it as well, otherwise we're going to get left behind and potentially be playing in a competition like the Champions League if it if it were to carry on, or, or you know, which may end up being meaningless um, with with lesser teams in it. But do you think City and Chelsea just basically mm. thought shit? Well, I agree with both those things, right? So Myron, Myron. I agree that it was likely that the US guys were driving this. I agree with that. What I can't believe for a second is that this all happened over the last like week or two weeks oh, or no, whatever. No, I don't think oh, it's ever. No, so, absolutely. Yeah. So, so, so I guess what I'm saying is like, what I don't believe is that 
this was say planned for months and months and months and months and just a couple of weeks ago Chelsea and and City were strong-armed into this because that's what some of the media make it sound like they make it sound like effectively they were told this is happening get on board let's do it and now Man City and Chelsea are going oh okay, okay we didn't think this through we didn't think this through oh I can't believe that it's definitely like the fact that Klopp came out in 2019 and made that statement for me shows that there was something brewing in the background from back then or even before then so like there's a bit of a random statement for Klopp to you know randomly come up with that right? there's evidence this, yeah. this has been happening for 10 years yeah. well, like, well, since Wenger's, Wenger's even there's, there's books it, right? that yeah. have documented mm. this mm. there's books that have talked about this happening mm. and in I fact just, yeah go on go on Aaron uh, no go on sorry. no what I was saying is like even allegedly allegedly even when the Premier League was set up right in 92 there were corporations even at that time which were basically saying ooh wouldn't a European Super League be really mm. interesting so these conversations have been bubbling. Allegedly, like these big teams have been almost intermittently meeting every now and again when there's an investor who comes along and goes, we could probably fund this and come up with yeah. a business plan. And uh, and do you guys remember a few months ago, or even like, even might be like a month ago, do you guys remember there was something like one of the presidents of some club, it might have even been Perez, randomly said, yeah, 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 there's an agreement for the European clubs to break away. It'll be announced in the next like day or something. I don't know if you remember this, and then everyone was like, "What?" And then it never happened. I'm sure. I'm sure I could. <coughs> I might Google this. I think they were yeah. they were threatening it for a while because of this whole UEFA reform. Um, but Raj, I think my, the point I wanted to say earlier was, um, I just think these football owners, potentially the Americans, but also blokes like Perez, who let's be honest, I don't think is very smart, um, like just have gone about this. They're just so stupid because. There was a path where they could have got what they wanted if they had done this right, okay? Like, what they should have done, and I, like I said, I'm completely against this, but what they should have done is said, we're going to form a breakaway league that's very much like the Champions League with qualification and relegation. And then you would have had a much more divided fan base because you could say, look, we don't like UEFA. We want to do things ourselves and we'll promote. And, and then, realistically, they could have then slowly tinkered like they have been over the last 15 to 20 years slowly taking more and more a bigger share of the premier league money a bigger share of the european money they could have then said okay we're going to close this up a little bit we're going to add a few more teams but they decided to just go all in on this ridiculous idea go not have promotion not have relegation have automatic places and then even worse they didn't tell their managers or their players about it <laughs> and then they just sent them out to go and play Without telling, I think I saw a story like around lunchtime that Arsenal still haven't told their players about what's going on. Um, yeah, if you're going to do this, like they've just gone about it in the completely wrong way. I mean, the other thing that's yeah, I completely agree with you, Aaron. And the other thing that's kind of crazy about how they've gone about this is obviously there's now been this U-turn, right? And it looks like it looks like maybe maybe not because things are changing so quickly. It looks like it's going to collapse, but the fact that it just shows how out of touch these owners are with reality. And when I say reality, I mean, you know, the fans, obviously, but not just the fans, the own employees of their clubs, you know, the managers, the players, no one wanted this. And it's almost like they've gone into this kind of 
blind or just like full steam ahead. I don't know how to how to how to word it exactly, but they've just gone into it without even a single consideration for uh, how is this going to come across? Like, you know, what's the reaction going to be? Like they didn't even market it very well. When you look at the statement and the yeah. website and the, mm-hmm. you know, whatever the tweet that came out, the statement, it there was there wasn't even any sort of talk about, you know, okay, we're going to give all these, you know, we're going to give these super clubs um, loads and loads of money to participate, which they made a big deal about. You know, they they clearly outlined that in the statement. But then they should have surely, for PR reasons, just say, and also we're going to put be putting loads and loads of money into grassroots and we're going to make sure... I mean, they did make a kind of like a, a generic statement about, you know, we're not destroying the football pyramid or something like that. But, you know, if they'd have given some examples of the benefits that this was going to bring, it might have helped people... I'm not saying people would have suddenly gone for it, but it might have just helped the image of the whole thing. And again, it's just kind of like just adding on to what you said, Aaron. Like they're just, it's just stupid. Like it's just completely stupid. And obviously, it's only taken what 48 hours. It took from what Gary Neville said on Super Sunday and that kind of emotional reaction outburst, which you know, probably touched everyone and everyone who watched it, any football person. Uh, would would be able to relate to it and agree with it and everything that's happened since then for us to be in the position that we're in now it's just it's just bonkers isn't it it's mental my theory around that it's gone Aaron no I just think even just to go to your point even the initial statement they put it out at like 11.45pm on a Sunday night it's just like it's like they're making it up as they go along (laughs) <laughs> or they just don't care. Like they just, and then, when just Pe- yeah. and then when Perez went on, apparently the quotes that came on was for some low budget Monday night talk show on Spanish TV. Um, like, what are you doing? <laughs> I can't, I, I'm not sure about the Perez thing, but like my thoughts more generally as to what Mize was saying <clears> is <throat> billionaires don't operate in the same reality as your average Joe. They just don't. They don't think in the same way. They can't think in the same way. Imagine a world where you're so powerful, you don't, you never have to think about money. Like it never impacts anything that you you do. The financial decisions you make are generally things which cause cataclysmic effects in society, right? That the world is your plaything almost, right? These guys don't care about micro impacts. They don't care about like if there's going to be a PR issue or this issue or whatever. They care about the bottom line. At the end of the day. Their thinking was, is this going to make us loads of money or not? If it is going to make us loads of money or not, if it, if it is going to make us loads of money, then let's do it. And they're sitting in those ivory towers in America and, you know, where else? Mostly America. They don't care about all of this stuff. They're kind of just mm. saying, well, you know, is it money? Is it not? Again, I think it comes down mm. to this complete lack of connection yeah. with people, normal we, people. We've known that, right? Like we've seen that since the Cronkies took over as Arsenal fans, right? We've seen it gradually get worse and worse. And I'm not really talking about investment in the club because you could argue that it hasn't been as bad as a lot of fans make it out to be. But, you know, there's no fake, there's no, there's no, they don't, they don't, they don't ever show themselves in terms of, um, yeah, that connection between the club and the fans. Um, They hardly ever come to games, you know, all that kind of stuff. Mm. Like it's all, Oh, it's been getting worse and worse. So yeah, I mean, I completely agree with you, Raj. Like, yeah, um, that's my point about like Abramovich before. Like, he's always at games, right? So for him, I feel that he's got more of a connection with the clubs and the fans and the players because for him, it's he wants to be winning. And whereas for Kroenke, it just so it seems like just just a business for him. And Abramovich has got that. He's got an emotional connection with the club. Yeah, and for Kroenke, maybe it's like. It could be like an American like culture thing, which is different here. Like they have their franchise system in most of their sports there. 
and you know Cronkite owns the Rams and Denver Nuggets as well and he probably thought you know that's probably his vision for what you know Arsenal is when he took over that at some point we will turn us into a, a franchise well one of the theories is Nero is that Cronkies, Glazers, Henry, Henry yeah. they 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 all had this in mind and they've mm. all been communicating about this for ages they're they're, they're they're all close. They're all really close, right? Mm. They would have all said, listen, football clubs, you can't make money out of football clubs the way it is. But at one point, we'll turn this into an amazing franchise-based, mm. whatever, American model, lots of money. Like, it does, If, if it, in some ways, it makes it all very clear now, doesn't it? Mm. When we were all questioning, every, every football question, why, why are these American owners buying these clubs? Mm. And, you know, I think we all kind of thought, yeah, yeah. all right, fine, whatever. Like, yeah, we... Yeah. And now it was like, wow, okay, that kind of makes sense. Makes sense, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just to say that Hector Bella has come out against it as well in a very social media friendly way. He's, he's tweeted a picture of Arsene Wenger with the quote, to all the Arsenal lovers, take care of the values of the club. My love and support forever. It's oh, just that's, got a big that's picture the, of that's the quote from his leaving speech, isn't it? His farewell speech. Yeah. yeah. Ground, yeah. Um, that's doing the numbers on social media already. So let's assume that he, could, he could have done. I mean, look, I'm not knocking him, but he could have done that yesterday, couldn't he? I mean, or at least like a few hours ago, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. At some, yeah. yeah. It feels I mean, like Milner, Milner had the first chance, didn't he? He said it live on or Klopp as well. To be honest, they came out of this yeah. straight away, didn't they? When they were interviewed, which is quite brave. I mean, so, at yeah. the time, it was brave. Yeah, whereas now it feels like it's easy to jump on the bandwagon, isn't it? Yeah, now it is. Yeah. I mean, so that leaves. I mean, let's just say Chelsea and City have now withdrawn. I know it's not official and we don't know yet officially, but let's just say that. Uh, apparently Matt Man City have just, conf- they've released a club statement apparently. Oh, right. Okay. Oh, wow. They've, uh, yeah, they're planning to leave it. Okay. Wow. So uh, where where does that leave? I mean, obviously, look, we're, we're here to talk about Arsenal, but, it, you know, I guess the four remaining English clubs, um, including us, where does that leave those four clubs and where does that leave Arsenal? You know, we were saying before we started recording and as this news was breaking about Chelsea and City dropping out was Chelsea first. We're like, we were saying, you know, we don't want Arsenal to be the last one standing. How embarrassing, I mean, it's embarrassing enough as it is, right? And it isn't, a, it's not, it's not been a good look for the club, you know, that's putting it nicely. Um, but to be the last one standing and the last ones to confirm that we're dropping out, um, it's, it just makes it even worse. So yeah, I mean, where, where does that leave the, the remaining English clubs? Where's, where does that uh, leave Arsenal? The pressure shouldn't be on the clubs; they should be on the owners. Sorry, uh, okay, but you know, the, the, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I know. Like they're saying that like, the clubs, like the clubs, you know, you've heard people say clubs should get fined or you know, docked points and whatnot. But it, it should be the owners that get punished. Like surely, when like surely in the contracts for when they you know, took over the clubs, there must have been something in their clauses which. Is, says, you know, you can't just, you know, just do stuff like this or, you know, it's like a coup, isn't it, really? Like, there must be something in there where owners should be held liable for what's going on here. Like, it's, 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 it's just, it pisses me off that the club is being tarnished with this and all, all six clubs are being tarnished because everyone is against it in, from, from what I've seen from every club, from except for the owners, from the manager to the players to the fans, like, everyone's against it and it's just... It pisses me off that the clubs are being, you know, like all the other, you know, when we're playing games against the other clubs in the Premiership, all the other 14 clubs are going to look at us negatively, but it shouldn't be the club, the club with a history of hundreds of years that gets tarnished. It should be these owners who've been there for like three years. 
that should get penalised, not not the club. Yeah, I think, I, I, I think football altogether just needs a complete look at its governance structure. And, you know, maybe this is getting a bit boring for some people, but, you know, like you look at, you know, we're all familiar with like the financial industry, right? And you look at what happened after 2007, where banks just basically took the piss a bit, did some really risky, outrageous things, and a lot of people suffered, right? A lot of normal people. I'm not saying it's comparable, but the regulators then came down and said, look, there is no way we're going to let this happen again. But the problem with football is there's no one to regulate them. The people in the Premier, the, the Premier League are owned and managed by the clubs. So if there were eight or nine clubs that decided to go and do this in the Premier League, and let's be real, if Leicester, if Everton, if you know Leeds or West Ham or whatever were invited to this thing, they probably would have joined as well. So it's not yeah. like they're making themselves out to be saints here, right? And if they all want to do it, the Premier League would be screwed. Um so we need an independent body. And I don't know who that's going to be, but like, because UEFA aren't doing that job very well. FIFA aren't doing that job very well because they're all equally as corrupt. We need an independent body who just says, no, you're going too far here. This is too much. You can't do this. And if you do do it, we will fine you or we will tax you or you won't make money off this. So don't do it. Is it? Um, oh, go on, Raj, go on. I was, Miles, I was just going to actually just try and answer your question and effectively where does this leave Arsenal in mm-hmm. the context of all this? I think it's telling that it's the American owner, the American owners that are still in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, that's telling. They probably don't even realise what's going on. They'll, they'll, get their week, <laughs> they'll get their weekly update. Like, <laughs> <laughs> how's, how's that no Super idea. League thing going? <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, oh, they've been, they didn't yeah, like it? Be nice. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's a really good point. Like, really good point. <laughs> But like, I think the I think the point I was actually going to make is I don't think they'll I don't think they'll survive this the American owners to be honest because yeah. I think I think Chelsea will be like yeah Roman you know where would Chelsea be without Roman Abramovich they wouldn't really exist and then you've got uh, you know Man City's relationship with their owners like fine hmm. I, I'm not sure the US owners I think that relationship with the club is completely gone for the U for Man United Liverpool Arsenal and more so I think they'll probably look at it now and go. Listen, if we can't monetize this in the way that we just thought we could in the Super League, why the bloody hell are we even here anyway? Um, and I wonder if they'll try and sell up. I wonder. I wonder if Kroenke will now look to sell. Yeah, so they won't yeah. be forced out by the fans. They'll 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 be forced out because or they'll they'll want out because they can't make money. Yeah, out. they can't. Be, they can't be forced out by the fans. In, in yeah. fact, because but like I think they're going to go because they're just like, well, what what am I going to do now? Yeah. And to go further on your point, Raj, um, when you overplay your hand like this. There's no going back right now. Whatever yeah. they do from now going forward, even if they try to squeeze more money out of UEFA or they try and squeeze an extra place in the Champions League, everyone is going to call them out. And you know, we've lost all this, like Binet Venkatesh is not on the ECA board anymore. Half these clubs have left the influence and the power that they've had. So there's going to be a fundamental shift here where now every other Premier League club and potentially every other European club who potentially might have been aligned with them are going to do everything they can to make sure this doesn't happen again. And they're just not going to be able to have the same power that they had with anything. So there is no chance of them being able to do this again in any shape or form without significant allegiances that are just not going to happen. Mm. You know, um, Aaron, and you were asking, this is just me asking a question um, out of interest more than anything. You were talking about how can 
the game or the clubs be regulated and how that works and if they you know a new body needs to be introduced you know all that the the german model the the is it 50 plus 1 rule mm. so you know the fans will always have majority ownership mm. in in the clubs which obviously is you know part of the reason why the german clubs didn't join join this idea um anyway and there's loads of benefits to it which we've we've heard about we've seen is that something i don't know if you guys know or can answer this but is that something that could potentially be applied to Premier League clubs, considering that a lot of them are now majority owned by these, you know, these billionaire individuals or um, uh, or firms. So, my understanding, the only way that that could be that could happen is if you think about it. Like, there's no way you can just randomly say to these clubs, "That's how you have to be run." Mm. Yeah. But what you can do if you're the organization that actually organizes the league, so let's just say it's the Premier League, the Premier League can say, we only allow teams to clubs to participate who are owned in this way. Okay. So if yeah. the Premier League then says that, and then everyone actually buys into that and goes, yeah, yeah, cool. That's the only way that it works. But you can't, like, the government can't pass a law randomly and go, like, you have to be owned in this way. That's not going to work. But, you know, so. I think the the problem is, Mice, from from the, the way I see it, is I think we've gone, to, we're still too far down the line to be able to go back and turn it into a, a model like that. Mm. Um, I mean, it'd be amazing if we could. I, I mean, I'm not an expert on it, like, but from what I understand, it's just you'd effectively have to reset these clubs, mm. and there's not. I don't think there's a legal way of doing that. The only way, as I said, is if the Premier League said these are the only types of ownership structures we would allow. And I think football, and especially the Premier League, then needs to have a, you know, ask a proper question. And even as fans, we need to ask ourselves the question is, like, what are we prepared to give up for this, right? If we move to a 51% fan ownership model, but it means that all of a sudden we can't afford the best players in the world, or the Premier League can't afford the best players in the world because Bayern, Barcelona, Real Madrid suddenly have more money. I don't, like, just take an example, right? Is that something we're willing to accept? Because... We've seen so many Arsenal fans call out to say, oh, I want it. I want an Arab owner to inject loads of money into the club. I want um, that Man City's owners are doing really good things with Man City. They're loading them up with debt and still spending loads of money. And none of that money is coming from anywhere ethical. It's not fan-owned money. It's ownership because that's foreign money that's come into the game. But it's allowed them to buy the best players, even though it's very clear that they're using it for... Abu Dhabi branding, right? And the PR mm. exercise. But is that something we want? Would we take that if it means we win leagues? So you're right, Raj. Fan, like it has gone too far where, you know, this whole concept of spending money, regardless of where it comes from, is generally accepted as long as it brings success. Um, so people say we want fans to own clubs. But if you then said, okay, but it's going to mean we can't, we have to spend 100 million less every season, would would people accept that? Some would. I, but everyone will be in the same like boat, that. though, right? If we if we're all in the same but, boat, then that just it'll be deflation on prices. Yeah, we'd lose yeah, TV possibly, deals. Yeah, possibly. We'd lose TV deals, we'll do, we'll, all that kind of stuff. We'll we why lose would, TV deals? Yeah, yeah. Why would the premier, Why would broadcasters pay that much money for an inferior league? No, no, no. That's what I mean. If, if everyone's if everyone's like financial yeah, fair play, like, the whole of Europe is capped. For example, same model. Oh, okay. If all of yeah. Europe, if all of Europe is, is yeah, capped. yeah, like that. So, yeah, fine. 
Yeah, yeah, I thought, yeah, if we're going to, like, obviously the premiership's impacted by this, but like, as we're talking about premiership governance and reforms, I'm sure Serie A will be, you know, they might be mm. launching their own investigations, you know, um, same with La Liga, possibly. And like I said, Bundesliga is already adopting that model. So if the main four leagues with all these rebels, they might look into doing that, then yeah, across the board, we'll all be similar position. I think the one thing I hope now is that we don't, we don't stop here. Like, let's assume this thing gets taken down. Fingers crossed it does. You know, there have all these other things we've accepted for so long. Like UEFA, everyone's like, oh, let's get back in the Champions League. The Champions League has some fundamental structural issues as well in terms of finances, in terms of money, um, especially under the new format. Um, FIFA, the World Cup, every like agent fees. There's, there's so many areas in our game that these big clubs, primarily big clubs with big agents and big organisations have been skimming slowly, right? It go from 1% to 5% to 10%. Um, and the irony is that if these big clubs had just tried to skim another 5 or 10%, no one would have noticed. It's only because they decided to go the whole hog that people decided to jump in, right? Um, and I really hope the attention does turn to some of these other organisations now to seismically like adjust football. I still think there's going to be... I, I know that these, these clubs have fallen flat on their face. Like it sounds like it's front of face, but the maths that was presented is going to still have quite a seismic impact. Like, say, for example, I think in La Grove they presented this really well. It, if you win the Champions League, you get about 70 million, yeah, from, from the whole campaign, everything would have earned you 70 million. In by joining the Super League, by the end of your first year you will have made the same as if you would have won the Champions League seven times <laughs> by just turning up and playing a season. Where are these numbers coming from? That's the proposed numbers of the Super League. So the Super League was saying 300 million signing on fee, depending on where you finish in the Super League, anything between like 140 million and 220 million or whatever, right? So the minimum, so they took the minimum point, added it to the 300 million, which is, you know, what everyone gets. Mm. So that's the minimum you'd earn. And if 70 million is where you're, what a winner of a Champions League will get, you'd need to do that seven times. So the money differential is just like crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. So I think there'll still be something that even when the dust settles from this, that these big clubs, even if it's new owners, will kind of go, yeah, but there's still something a bit funny about this. But surely that all those numbers are dependent on everyone buying into this idea and everyone subscribing to it. But from obviously from the backlash, if they ha- if they, even if they do go ahead with it, I can imagine a lot of people just refusing to subscribe to yeah. it. Like, so where are they going to get the money from? Like, how are they going to get more money than Champions League football? Everyone wants Champions League football. Yeah, but that money is secured they, they at the moment by it. investors. Yeah. So they could have done it if they'd taken their time and just carried on with this sly thing of, like, say, and slowly like scraping more money at the top. But now, mm. I think there's going to be a huge action to make sure nothing like this can happen again. Like, especially at the UEFA level. Um, UEFA might say with these new places and we can talk about the Champions League format if we want but with the new extra places maybe they'll say actually we're not going to give those to the big clubs we're going to give it to mm. I don't know the Danish champions or the you know an extra place in France or Germany or something like that because it sounds mm. like they've completely burned all bridges with UEFA but mm. 
I don't know, money talks, man. Maybe like money talk, yeah, exactly. Two months, yeah. Two months yeah. time. The Champions League yeah. won't be as interesting to watch without just half of those those clubs that were planning to break away. So yeah, I'm sure they'll find an agreement. I've just seen something else on Twitter, which seems to be quite a big deal because a lot of people are tweeting about it. But one of Liverpool's official sponsors, possibly one that they've had. I was going to say for a long time, but I can't actually see that. But yeah, uh, Tribus, is it Tribus Watches have, have released a statement saying that they have ceased um, support um, or their their links with Liverpool. Um, so that's, I think that's the first sponsorship that I've seen that's been terminated. Um, and that's on the back, that's potentially with Liverpool about to drop out. I know we don't know that, but um, yeah. So it could, could be something is, else on the horizon saying, for Arsenal. This is... Yeah, this, I'm saying, this is a frustrating thing because the clubs are getting punished yeah. here for something the owners have mm-hmm. done. And even like, all this talk in the last two days, like where the other 14 are like, they feel hard done by, but the real victims are the fans from the big six here because we're the ones sort of suffering. And like we're, we're, we're talking that day, what's going to happen to our season tickets? You know, like, do we get yeah. to go are to we, games? Are, the they fans, increase are we prices? suffering as the fans of the big six? What do you mean the fans of the big six are suffering compared to Listen, this is This is impacting us, right? Our future. Like, are, we in the, are we going to be in the Premiership anymore? Are we going to be in the Champions League anymore? Like for us, the whole, the club is not our club anymore. It's, it's like, if it goes ahead, our football club of 100 and whatever, 130, 40 years is now turned into a franchise. Oh, you're talking about if it goes if it went ahead, sorry. If it went ahead. No, no, no. If I'm saying if it goes ahead, so obviously that's the sort of you know the conversation that we've been having in our in our group as well, isn't it? In terms of you know, where are our yeah. home games gonna be? I don't, I don't think to, yeah. I mean, to if, relocate if it, to a different country. If it did go ahead, I don't think you could say that it's just the fans of the the, the clubs that would be breaking away that would be suffering. It would be no, 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 of... not just by the way, like the the way the Leeds fans were your yesterday's game, they were like attacking the Liverpool or they were being hostile towards the Liverpool team and the Liverpool as a whole it's like I thought that was a bit unjust because yeah, they, I mean, they're making that's like just this, a, this, yeah it's a small group I mean? of fans right just I mean Liverpool do that whenever any big team turns up to their ground like yeah but I'm just worried like not worried but like the outcome even if this doesn't go ahead that you know fans of opposition teams will just sort of look at us six and think we're just sort of like greedy bastards we just want to go away you know yeah they probably will but I think most Decent fan, not decent fans. Most fans are intelligent enough to know that, you know, it's not. This is not a footballing decision, basically, right? This is not something mm. that fan, any fan yeah. wants. So, um, yeah, me, I, I guess what you're saying. It. I just, I think, well, it's been coming, right? It's been coming. This is how the ownership model's been going, and this is how we've seen it. As I said before, as Arsenal fans, we've seen what the Cronkers well, we've been, been against doing. that model from day one as well. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. But there is a bit of karma here, even for us, right? Like, because, you know, there's a lot of fans who support clubs which who aren't as big as the likes of Arsenal or whatever, and they look at a bunch of people like us and they go, well, you're a bunch of first-generation fans. You've picked a club to support. You've, you've picked a, a pretty successful club to support. And uh, and life's good for you, right? You know, like, happy days, well done. Like, you know, it's all you get to see nice football. You get to sometimes play in the Champions League and all this kind of stuff. And uh, and to a certain extent, I imagine some of the fans of those smaller clubs are sort of looking going, ha, 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 see, <laughs> this is what you get. <laughs> you know, this is like karma coming around a little bit, isn't it? Yeah. So on a, on a related note, has has this changed how you feel about Arsenal? Arsenal Football Club. Yeah, like your relationship with Arsenal Football Club. Personally, not. Personally, not. I I feel for this in the same way as I feel that, like, 
you know you have different governments in power in this country they'd always they don't always respect they don't always reflect my beliefs i don't always support the government of this country but i still regard myself as british right i'm still a british citizen I'm, you know still you know whatever and in that in that way sorry you know do you, are you Raj, are you saying that on the basis that we're dropping out no, no. I mean, I just, oh, just literally, I, just on a more holistic basis, you know, I mean, what's what we've just gone through over the last couple of days, does that change my relationship to Arsenal Football Club in any way? Mm. No, aside from the fact, personally, no, aside from the fact that I probably wasn't cronky out before. I probably wasn't really, I didn't really think that a lot of the stick that he got was fair and I still maintain that a lot of the stick that he got in the past like I never really understood the rationale I felt it was a little bit of xenophobia to be honest like Mm. a little bit of that I never understood the rationale itself Mm. but after this I feel like mate you you don't want positive things Mm. for this club like you know you, you don't really care about the fans at all and maybe another another owner wouldn't have done this yeah I I think I'm with you I find it I know you say like it's cronky, like, but I still find it very, very hard to separate cronky from the club right now because it still feels like, and I know like the players probably don't want it and the manager doesn't want it and probably most of the staff working at the club who probably all really care about the fans, they probably don't want it as well. But it still is, at the end of the day, Arsenal Football Club as an organisation took the view on Sunday that, we know you're going to hate this. We know you don't like this, but we're going to do it anyway because it's going to, it's going to make us money. Um, and that that's the part that I I can't get comfortable with is and the fact that you know they there was an opportunity there where they knew the fans were against it, but they still did it anyway. And until Cronky is out, I don't think I can trust them again to ever not do that. I don't trust. I've never trusted Cronkite from the beginning. But end of the day, <laughs> but does that mean you don't I've trust said Arsenal before? Like you don't trust anyone. You don't trust us. No, isn't it? Because Arsenal. <laughs> I don't trust you, mate. <laughs> Didn't laugh at my joke last week. Yeah. <laughs> oh, was, was that a joke? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like like I said, Arsenal. We've been around since what eighteen eighty six, right? So we've that's that's the club. Cronkite's has been around for less than ten years, so he doesn't define the club or the history of the club. He's just a small part of it for now. And end of the day, like if if the players and the and the written the whole culture, everyone was sort of for this, then yeah, then my late my you know opinion of the club relationship would sort of change. But it's just this one guy who thinks he fucking owns the whole thing. Well he does now, but end of the day it's he's just a small part of a history. It doesn't dif- it doesn't change the history of Arsenal Football Club at all, I don't think after all this, he'll be sticking around for too much longer in the future either. You know, um, you know, we were talking about, because a couple of days ago or yesterday, it looked like this whole thing was going ahead, right? And we were contemplating the prospect of you know, how it might look and us playing in this competition. And um, I think we were sort of trying to work out or discuss how, how, as season ticket holders, as match-going fans, you know, would we still put our kind of hard-earned money into the club in terms of, you know, buying tickets, buying season tickets, you know, putting your money into the club in that way um, and supporting the team. And I think I kind of thought, I thought about it and thought, you know, as much as my head is telling me I don't like this and 
it's not, you know, I don't want, I wouldn't want Arsenal to kind of not be in or to not take the Premier League seriously or basically whatever national league we're in, you know, that's what you want your club. That's what we've been brought up watching, right? Arsenal in the Premier League or, you know, if you're older in Division One. Um, but I basically, yeah, I sort of came to the conclusion that I would probably support any sort of protests or anything that you could to prevent this happening as a fan. But if it were to go ahead and Arsenal were to enter it and, you know, we had a fixture in August, I would still go to that game. I would still support the club because from a, from a loyalty perspective and, you know, as a fan, you know, that, you know, Arsenal for all four of us and all Arsenal fans and all football fans, you know, your club's in your heart. You can't just cut that tie um, that easily. It's very hard to do that. I know some people have done it, you know, when the Premier League started, they said, you know, this is the end of football. And over the years, a lot of people have been sort of priced out of football or for other reasons have decided they it's just not for them anymore as the game changes. But we were talking about this. I've sort of said, yeah, I would still go. Um, I would still support. I would still probably be the same kind of fan that I am now. Well, it, it, yeah, I'm just, you know, in the hypothetical scenario that it did go ahead. What, would you what what do you guys think you would do i don't i don't think i would have gone um what about like obviously i'll see how i feel at the time but my my reaction was i i don't think i would have gone and i've had to have a a real look at like how i feel about my season ticket because you know like let's be realistic they'll probably put it in the season ticket bump up the prices and say if you want to attend league games, um, you pay for everything, right? So I'm still like probably yeah. paying for this ticket anyway. Um, and it'd be a question of like, well, then like, you know, because I like, yes, I like watching the team play. I like watching the the the, the team score goals, but I also like going to games because it's fun, right? Because the whole experience of going to games is still really fun, and like I want to go with my mates with you guys and like have a laugh and then watch the football and ultimately like. I remember the occasion of going to the game rather than the, the result. Um, but also like the football itself, I just think it would have been really crap. Um, like it, it makes all of football crap because it then makes the Premier League crap because like, let's just assume we lose our first two, three games of the season. We know we're probably not going to win the league. Like I know we came close this year, but I don't think we'll get we'll ever get relegated. But then what? We just, we float between third and 15th doesn't make a difference because we know we're going to be in the European League next year or whatever it is. And then the Super League, we lose our first two, three games of that because, let's be honest, we're not great. And then what? We just play the rest of the 18 games or whatever it is, knowing we're not going to be, be relegated from that. We're not going to win it. And we just end up with this like infinite pre-season of meaningless games forever. And I just think it it just becomes crap. It's quite an extreme scenario, but I agree with you. Like, I agree. You're basically saying, like, you know, we do really, really badly and everything, and it's like, really, whatever. Like, it's I, true. I, I, I would, yeah. I would, no, well, not really badly. I think the worry is we do really mediocre. If we do really badly, at least we have a relegation fight to enjoy. I think the worry, <laughs> I think, if anything, the way Cronky is, if he knows that we can't get relegated from that league, he'll just sell all our chances. Yeah, he'll chill. He, he doesn't need to compete. The club. He don't need to compete with anything anymore. He'll be happy cause... coming 12th out of 12th or whatever, 15th out of 15th. But, what, but, but, but why? There's but no there's still... For him but there's money. But, but there's still... A, there's st- no, but there's still a prize money differential of where you finish in that super... But it's not worth it. It's not worth it. It's like 120 million? 120. You're going to have to pay... Crocky will have to pay... Crocky will have to pay... 200 million in players yeah. to get that 120 million to, re- yeah. to win the league or, or even spend 60 million to risk trying to do it it's not worth the risk is it yeah, but he can just team. chill 
he can just chill in second place or fifth place or tenth place or fifteenth place yeah. with a Europa League budget and still bank an extra two hundred million. Mate, he just, just needs to. If he wants that one hundred twenty million, man, he'll just sell Saka, won't he? I don't completely disagree where you're going with this. I think the only the main scenario that I thought would be rubbish is in that scenario where you know you're going to finish in the Super League, and say if you know that you can't win the Premier League and you and you're probably not going to get relegated, then what the hell do you do in your domestic league? Like you've got nothing to play for. Like that that for me would yeah. have been like uh, that is a scenario that I thought that would be like terrible um, but it's also uh, the most likeliest of scenarios to have taken place we're not going to get relegated but you know well, you know you know obviously hmm. being a fat founder member whatever they called it there's obviously that's that's not forever like they must have signed they must have signed a contract say for the next 10 years or for I don't know w- would they <laughs> have they would get kicked out I well no as in like as the, in the, let's the, say sorry say again the sounds of it, Mises, it was binding. It's like, it's effectively oh. a forever thing. Like the oh, really? idea, yeah, the idea was is that the more and more they can take those teams and grow their revenue bases, that's the most, that's the best way of keeping money in that unit. So those mon- those teams just continuously getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger was the best thing well, to do well, from a business then, model perspective. Will the premiership then just die out then, would you say, if, if this goes through? No, but The premiership and other leagues will just... Well, remember two two things yeah one in the super league proposal there were still five teams that go up oh, from yeah. from domestic leagues so that would still mm. keep it going okay the, the other thing and i think might we probably should move on to that is the new champions league proposals to begin in 2024 say that there are going to be wild card entries for elite teams so top efficient teams fans you know these these big teams with big stature if they don't qualify the conventional way there are wild card slots that is the that is the start of the path of invincibility right i know it's yeah. the lesser of two evils it's, yeah, it's much, yeah. so it's they much they lighter. don't really have a leg to stand on either then really with this european esl because they're doing the same thing well, the so argument is yeah the argument was so, that yeah. big clubs have yeah gone out i think you're going to say the same thing as me probably so to clarify it's Two slots, so they've increased it from 32 to 36. Two slots will go to the two highest ranked UEFA coefficient teams who have qualified for Europe but not the Champions League. So hypothetically, like if a Liverpool or Man United finish sixth and West Ham finish fifth, United could still get into the Champions League and West Ham wouldn't get into the Champions League. Now, you why, could... Why would West Ham convoluted... get into the Champions League if they finish fifth? But, they wouldn't. They wouldn't. But like, like my point is that still. West Ham have finished. Oh, right, United, okay, sorry. Okay, okay. Sorry. But United will get into the Champions League mm. because they've got the coefficient rating. Now, you could argue from a sporting perspective, and this is a very convoluted, like, what a weak argument is that United still have done enough in, to get that coefficient position anyway. Um, mm. But I think Raj is right in that it it opens the path for more, right? So you didn't say two from coefficient, then you say actually two from yeah. Uh, the two biggest leagues, but, but, but the, the only thing, element though, right? Because like even in it's the last five like, years' say, performance, right? Yeah, so. yeah. So like in tennis, for example, when they got a grand slam, like different different sport and it's different different rules. But yeah, when you qualify for a tournament, some players are given the even wild though they card. might not be yeah. ranked high, given a wild card based on past performances. So yeah, but it's not terrible. Logic, but it's not terrible. Yeah, it's not terrible. But it, it's still. But so the interesting thing is, this was only. These wildcard slots were only really given because these big six clubs 
we're pushing for it. So what I really wonder now is like, where do UEFA stand on this now? Yeah. The, the power, because it, they've called their bluff. And if it fails, unless it's human, it fails. Um, they could be like, we're taking this away. And they'll be like, well, they've got no threat of no Super League anymore. They're just going to have to accept it. I don't think that will happen. I think yeah. oh, most right. of the other big clubs will probably like those extra two okay. places because it gives a bit of security. And it probably benefits us. Yeah. We're like one of those yeah. coefficient big clubs yeah. that yeah. tend to finish fifth or sixth, but it's still a bit dodgy, isn't it? I'll be really intrigued, really intrigued. And I imagine we'll get this news in the morning if there is a meeting now. But like, if they still plan on going ahead with the Super League, (laughs) do you think that there's a possibility that if they carry on and they carry on basically saying, yeah, we're going to do it, we're going to do it, we're going to do it, there's a chance that the likes of Chelsea and the likes of Man City at a later point kind of go all right, you know, we we didn't work with the group that was planning it because effectively Man City's statement seems like it says we are no longer working with the group planning it. But they turn around and go, it's happened now. It's happening. It's like, you know, and we, we want to play yeah. in the top, you know. Uh, so I wonder if there's more twists and turns in this. Well, if they, if they keep winning the league, there's a chance they might get invited through the qualifying anyway, right? Yeah. Uh, but, well, um, to which one? To the Champions to the, League? To the, to the super no, the, the five the super the five like qualification spots or something like that. And they can easily, like you said, right, they can easily let them back in if they wanted to. So have they actually banned the these clubs from Europe, Paul? Is that what you're saying? They can't no, no. do that. Yeah, they can't apparently. So, so what are you talking about? Sorry? No, but my point is that if City wanted to join the Super League in six months' time or even six weeks' time, they could. And they'll be the same. Yeah, you yeah. reckon not. Depends um, how much of a grudge. These guys are going to hold, right? The money, yeah, money. Yeah, Those guys, yeah, yeah. yeah they'll just yeah. do that, buddy. It's not less. Oh, they're just embarrassed, embarrassed City, right? They've embarrassed yeah. them on a world stage, there, right? What's that? But you, if you're them, foreign, yeah, if them, no. If I was them, anyway, I'd be like, I'd look at them coming back and be like, of course, come mm-hmm. see, we told you, <laughs> yeah, I do. You know what I mean, and you know, you, you, but but to personally, I think this is it. It feels like now it's going to fall flat on its ass. It, it just yeah. feels that way, like. I'm really intrigued to see what happens tonight in this alleged meeting. Mm. <laughs> alleged meeting. <laughs> I love how they're having a call over Zoom for some see, reason. See, yeah, like, like, uh, sorry, funny. poor internet connection. Sorry, guys, we can't uh, log on. Yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine Cronky knows how to use Zoom, man. Like, let's be Wait, honest. Cronky's got he no probably has someone to like right unmute it for himself. Yeah. Probably couldn't figure it out, so he just bought it. <laughs> oh, buy Zoom. Yeah. His, his one-to-one catch-up with Vinay on Tuesday. It's going to be like, so how's the week been? <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. Um, oh. All right, guys. Well, we've got a game on Friday. Which, <laughs> yeah. oh, I that. It was like... Uh, <laughs> who, like, who cares about football, mate? Are, are we allowed to play? <laughs> as long as we drop out before Friday, then we all back back to the whole whole thing was like I bet this is the whole thing was just like a fast to just take uh, to uh, distract us from like Mourinho getting sacked. Like no one's mentioned, yeah. no one's like talking about him anymore, is it? Well, that's definitely why Spurs released the news when they did. Yeah, we, we can talk far. about that. Yeah, I love I love picturing Levy going. I've got all this yes. money to sack him with. I yeah. can pay. I can pay for his payoff. You're sacked. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> um. Yeah. So we've got Everton at home on Friday night, isn't it? Um. It just feels like so weird to have to talk. Not have to, but to try and talk about 
the game that we think and you know the, the team lineup and all that kind of stuff but you know I mean our Premier League campaign is has been faltering <laughs> never started really did it um, <laughs> and um, we've obviously got the Europa League semi-final which we hope is still a relevant game next week um because we just still don't know what's going to happen with the Super League and what UEFA are going to do with the teams that are left in the European competitions. But um, assuming that the Villarreal game uh, still holds some importance for our season, for our Europa League campaign, you know, uh, I would I would think that Arteta is going to have to rest a few um, again. And we've got no Alex Lacazette. Has there been any news on when Lacazette's going to be back or how bad the injury was? Did they say anything? I think so. No. Which doesn't, which is probably not a good thing. So, assuming he's he's obviously going to be out and he's going to be out for a while. So we we don't know if Bamiang's back. We may not have a well, we don't have our first choice strikers to play. So we don't know who's going to play up front. Uh, lots of things to think about, really, in terms of the selection. But yeah, I haven't really thought about this game to be honest. I'm, I might just go on mute and watch the rest of the Chelsea game. Um, and you know, guys talk. <laughs> Mate, I, th- I think we I could see us losing really badly like our players are the type of people who are just going to feel really bad about this whole thing they're going to oh, go yeah. back on the pitch and be like don't like being the bad guys like do you know what i mean and like and you know, i can imagine them really reacting badly to this animosity um and everton you know they've all you know their club statement today was very staunchly kind of you know really against this kind of you know dirty half dozen or whatever and like yeah, I, mate, I, I can see our boys just absolutely tanking against them. <laughs> Honestly, I, 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 I'm going to say, I'm going to say we're going to, I'm going to say we're going to lose three nil. Wow, we're at home. We're right? at home, right? And there's going to be <laughs> yeah, protests. That's probably why. Yeah, that's probably yeah. why we didn't okay, lose. Okay, yeah. so we're at home. Four nil. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. yeah, yeah let, I mean, uh, okay. I before we go to predictions, just just so do you. Um, we've obviously got a few injuries, but what kind of team do you, go, do you think he's going to put out? Do you think he's going to... I think I mentioned last time, I'd like him to start Martinelli up front. If Lacazette's injured and Aubameyang's out as well, then it looks like Martinelli's going to be our main guy up front for Villarreal. So I would play him on against Everton just to give him a bit of match sharpness, practice that position ahead of that. Get injured as well, and then we don't have any strikers. But... Yeah. Just add to the banter of this season. Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't be surprised, would you? It's like, yeah. it's like what next? Doesn't yeah. it just feel like what next? Yeah. Um, and then the rest of the team, yeah, it's just anyone's guess, isn't it? What he's going to do? It's true. It is anyone's guess. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, yeah. So three 0 lost then, Raj. You reckon? <laughs> I wasn't joking. Uh, I think we're no, no, no. Yeah, I know. I know. Just I haven't really even like it hasn't even come into my thought process yet. But yeah, go on, um, Aaron. What do you reckon? One all draw. Thanks. Confident. Ah, uh, two 0 Is defeat. that confident? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> defeat. <laughs> yeah, I, I, like I don't think we'll win. <coughs> um, uh, like I said, I haven't really, really thought about it. Uh, I go with the two-two draw. No basis for me predicting that. Just, <laughs> you guys a score. Line we don't have a striker. Wait, we don't have a striker. Don't I don't score. We're in Europe anyway next year. It's cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> when the Super um, League next year boys <laughs> <laughs> we're laughing now but god <laughs> alright cool um, that was really really interesting discussion boys so we will see everyone 
after the Everton game, and I guess we'll probably be touching on the next things that happen over the next few days, the next developments on this this whole ESL um, idea. But in the meantime, guys, thanks a lot for tuning in and we'll see you next time. Take it easy. Easy. Take it easy. Bye. Bye. Cheers. Bye.